Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. This is Kai Carlson Wee, and I'm here on teaching faculty doing a series on poetry and the inner journey. I work as a teacher. I teach creative writing at Stanford in the Bay Area, and I'm going to be reading a couple poems from my book, Rail, which came out this last year and involves some Holden places and themes. The first poem I'm going to read is a little bit of a love poem, and I wanted to read that because the way that I started writing poetry was by writing love poems to people in my classes that I would get crushes on. And uh, this is like elementary school time. So I would develop a crush on somebody and pen a little poem and leave it in their desk or leave it in their locker. And sometimes I would sign it. Sometimes I wouldn't sign it. But I was just a shy kid. And this was the best way I could think of to communicate my feelings. But there was this one girl in my fourth grade class named Jill, who I had a crush on all year and never really told her, although we were good friends, but I wrote her uh, an eight-line poem on the last day of school, and I left it in her cubbyhole as we were leaving to get on the bus, and I just felt like, you know, if she gets it and knows it's for me, that would be great, but if she doesn't know, that's okay too. It's just, you know, something positive about her, and I kind of was hoping that she would know it was me, and then contact me and ask me out maybe, right? But I got on the bus, went home, didn't hear anything over the summer, didn't hear anything the next year in fifth grade when I came back, didn't hear anything in sixth grade, didn't hear anything in seventh grade. And I eventually kind of felt like she probably didn't get the poem or she didn't like it or something to that nature and sort of forgot about this this poem that I'd written for her. My family uh, was living in Northfield, Minnesota at the time, and uh, my dad got a different call to a new church up in Moorhead. And so we moved, and I started a whole new school system and had a new group of friends. Sophomore year of high school, there was this Lutheran youth group gathering in New Orleans, which I think the Lutheran church does every couple years or so. The whole youth group at the church got in this big bus, and we all road tripped down to New Orleans. I was not like a model pastor's kid. I was kind of a bad pastor's kid in a way. I was skipping some of the required services and hanging out in the French Quarter. And I ran into this old church that I used to be a part of and some of my friends that were in that church. And they said, hey, Kai, we're having a a party at the hotel room. You want to come hang with us? And I said, sure. So we all went back to this hotel room, and there's a bunch of old friends from my old school, and this girl Jill was there. And we kind of caught up a little bit. She said, how you doing? And, you know, it's been a while. At some point, she said, do you want to go into the bathroom and share a cigarette with me? And that was kind of like a cool thing to do back in the day, smoke cigarettes. We were smoking Newport menthols because it was, uh, I don't know, it was like a minty fresh kind of feeling. We went into the bathroom. And she started stuffing a towel beneath the door and turned on the fan so that the smoke wouldn't get out into the hallway. And I was looking at her back and suddenly she was breathing heavy and I could tell that something 
was troubling her. And I said, Jill, is everything okay? And she turned around to face me and there were tears in her eyes. She looked really distraught and I was suddenly worried. And I was like, Jill, what's wrong? Are, you know, are you okay? And she said, I have to ask you a question. And I said, okay. And she said, did you write a poem for me in fourth grade? And I said, no, and denied it because it was, it just wasn't cool at that time to be a poet and to write poems. And it was the first instinct was to deny it. And then she looked at me a little longer, a little harder. And she said, I know it was you that wrote me that poem in fourth grade. And so I kind of fessed up and said, yeah, that was me. She proceeded to recite the whole poem back to me, word for word, line for line. After I don't know how many years of, you know, not communicating this with me, we sat down in this bathroom together and started to both cry. I was crying, choked up by this. She was crying. And we smoked this cigarette together and, uh, we maybe kissed a little bit, but um, that was kind of all there was. And it wasn't that there was a big romance after that. It was just that she had been carrying this poem around with her for so long, so many years. And it changed the way that I thought about my relationship to language, and my relationship to art. And I realized that I wrote that poem to try to communicate something with her, but to get a date. You know, I wanted something out of it. I realized that a lot of times poetry is a very private thing and people come to poetry in order to have that personal and private relationship to a poem. And it almost doesn't matter what the poet intended or who the poet was, or, you know, she hadn't told me for so many years and it wasn't, I didn't really need to, to hear that until you know she decided that she wanted to tell me but i started paying more attention to poetry after that because you know that was a powerful moment especially for high school so i still write love poems there are a number of love poems in this book although they're more adultish love poems and I'll, I'll read one of those right now this is a a poem about love after uh, a relationship has ended and it's called secret air I know no God, no ghost, no code that turns the burning engine back. I know a highway, field, stars above the sleeping corn. The river rolls, the world spins alone. We are not promised love like this. We don't decide what brighter angel comes, what water climbs the banks. It could have been a different year, a better pill, a weird forgotten dream, a song I heard behind the neighbor's door, the barking dog again. But it was you, the only one to make it last, to hold my head like this, to lead me back inside myself, to know, to be, the sadness of a summer horse unbridled on a hill, departing air, the farmhouse crumbling in the wind. I could have lived a hundred lives and never known a real kiss. I could have gone without your winter stars, your streetlight-tinted breath. 
but it was you, the one who made the darkness real, the highway blue, the roses hollow thorn. I know we die alone in separate rooms with canceled eyes and some disease inside our hearts, but still we knew a love like this. We knew. And all the nights I sleep in someone else's arms. The rhythmic dark, the drifty San Francisco nights I wander with the crowd. From here to there to somewhere else. The Safeway lines and subway lines and traffic streaming west. I return again. I remember you and only you like this. Your careless grip your pale eyes beside me in the corn, the sheet of plywood for a bed. It is what is. Among the cricket's song, the muddy river rising up the banks, I meet you there. I turn to hold you in the secret air that only you will know. Well, part of the teaching session that I'm doing here is uh, a workshop. So we're writing poetry and talking about craft techniques. The other part is a conversation about journeys in literature, in poetry, and how our own journeys come to shape and inform our lives and inform our communities as well. So we talk a lot about you know Holden Village as a midpoint kind of on a lot of people's journeys. And everybody here is kind of in a liminal space where they're coming from somewhere and they're going out somewhere else and people keep coming back. This place keeps rejuvenating people and enriching people's lives. And a little bit of my thought about that is that um, it's because this place is symbolic almost of that journey and that transition that we're all engaged in. So I'll read one more poem. Uh, this one is called Bracken, and this is uh, a poem that I wrote for my students as writing advice, how to write poetry. Bracken. Don't go in search of the perfect word. Don't go looking for signs of redemption, the purified water of gods. The language will enter your mouth when it needs to. The beauty will find you the meaning will come. Don't go smiling. Don't go certain of one true voice. Go ambiguous, lonely, disguised in the basic math. Take nothing for granted. Escape what you are, what you wish you will one day become. It doesn't matter. The skin dies. The worm lives a whole year in darkness. The clouds go on rising away from the falling rain. Even the good love inside you will vanish. The wheels will seize and the trickling stream at the top of the mountain will carve out a valley below. The world will give you an opening always. The night sky, the moon lifting over the tall and mysterious pines. Hold out the feather you found last night in the bracken. All it can offer 
is already there in your hand. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.